folks and welcome back to guilds and goblins the what if world show where your questions and our dice rolls inspire off-the-cuff adventures i'm mr eric your guild master joined today by fred the dog yes but my character's name is malador the shell shark smelladin try saying that 10 times fast and i'm alabaster zero but my character's name is alabama hera she is a cyclops gumslinger, and you better watch out for her bubblegum lasso. And last but definitely not least, I'm Mama Gemma, playing a swan song, the swan troubadour, who's as graceful as she is experienced. And today we do have a question to play for you all from a listener named Harrison. My name is Harrison, and I enjoy football and other sports, and I also enjoy eating. And my question for the wonderful What If World is, what if dogs had opposable thumbs and human IQ? Oh, and I'm 10 years old. Bye. Hey, I like footballs and eating footballs. And you might remember we still have a question from Ezra that helped inspire this three-part adventure, which we can recap for you right now. We're still trying to find the source of the wind that's been sneezing people away. We've got one riddle right and a bunch of riddles wrong. We're beaten and bruised, especially our egos, but we are not defeated. Yeah, as long as Alabasta stops guessing ghosts and spirits as the answer to every riddle. It's just that it always makes sense. And when they're able to answer three riddles, they hope the riddle rocks will tell them where their little baby Nombats disappeared to. Or the direction those sneezing wind came from when it blew the Nom Nom Nombats away. Allowing us to retrace our steps back to where the three winds intersect. And where we shall meet our destiny, presumably. So let's find out what if dogs had opposable thumbs and a human IQ. And also finally learn Ezra's secret question. Okay, Mr. Eric Daddy Guildmaster. We're off to the next riddle, right? That you are. Now that you're in the light, you can see the tunnel you're in branches off twice more. And in one direction, you see something that looks like cereal on the floor. Yeah, we go that way. I could eat. A thin coating of cereal crackles and pops under your feet. And how does it taste? It could use a little milk, but it's pretty good otherwise. Okay. And as you walk deeper down the tunnel, the crackly rice cereal forms into a face on the wall. <coughs> Bobby's mother has three children. Snap, Crackle, and who? That's easy. 
<laughs> Though I have an unfair advantage in that I know those elves personally. Well, of course the answer is Pop! Wait, 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 hold on, Fred. I think it's a trick question. Yeah, no riddles that easy. Okay, could you repeat the riddle, please? Bobby's mother has three children, Snap, Crackle, and who? Oh, Bobby! That was kind of tricky. Well done. Now you can have some milk. And milk starts shooting out of the rice cereal creature's eyes, making all the cereal crackle but not hurting anybody. I don't think I want this eye milk cereal. Yeah, I'm suddenly not so hungry anymore. Oh, fine. Too right for you. One more to go. Off with you, then. So, Alabama, do you still want to keep smashing everything in this cave? I don't know. It's kind of fun when you get a real right. Yum, yum, yum. Especially when you get all this free cereal. Yum, yum, Eye milk is yummy. Let's solve the last riddle. A final tunnel branches off, and the sides of this tunnel seem to be carved into the form of elephants who are holding up the ceiling with their backs and trunks. Oh, I know lots about elephants, because they have long trunks like my long tongue, so I got this one, kids. And indeed, one of the stone elephants on the wall lifts its head and trunk, swinging towards you to present a riddle. What? is as big as an elephant, but weighs nothing, says the elephant, regarding you all with indifference. No, I'm onto your games, Riddle Rocks. It's not going to be an elephant's spirit, so it has to be an elephant's shadow. No, 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 that's not really enough. It's got to be an elephant's fart. I think they could be as big as elephants. Well, maybe we should play it safe and say a whale's fart. That way we know it can be elephant-sized. But what kind of whale? Because a blue whale might be too big. Okay, stop. I'm going to give this to you before you start measuring your farts. Alabama was correct. An elephant shadow. I finally got onto your games, Riddle Rocks. Now give me treasure. But instead of treasure, all the stone elephants suddenly remove themselves from the wall, crowding up the entire tunnel and walking towards you an impenetrable wave of stone. Are we in any danger? You don't feel like it. They regard you with gentle stone eyes and gently guide you back to the mouth of the cave. You have all done quite well. The cave somehow echoes at you, and you see that the mouth of the cave is moving. Oh, Caverna, she is the cave. I go out and talk to her. As you walk outside, you see that the mouth of this cave is somehow turned up ever so slightly in the hint of a smile. Many adventurers come to my cave seeking magical treasures. Yeah, but, well, we, but I was also trying to help. Which is why I had to test you all and make sure you did not intend harm. Because you wanted us to protect your nom-nom-nom-bat babies. So were your nom-bat babies sneezed away? Yes. Just like Mandy Core and Sarah Pent the server? Indeed. 
and I will give you the clue you need to find the source of this terrible sneezing power. The Plenty Gem of Air. The Plenty Gems are like a big deal, right? Indeed they are. I heard a distant sneeze, and a northwesterly wind blew through my caverns, sweeping all of my little babies away. If I show you this map, can you tell us exactly which direction the wind blew from? It came from that direction. Uh, wait, are you pointing? Yes. Uh, but you don't have uh, limbs. I'm pointing with my eyes. Oh, that enough for me to make a third line on a map, Mr. Eric? You try a few times before Caverna tells you you've finally got it. That is the direction the wind blew from. And if you understand the source, perhaps you can get my nom 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 bat babies back. Understand the source? I think we need to rest before we're gonna understand anything. Yeah, and we still haven't met the smart dogs with thumbs. Well, I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but I can close you off in a nice cozy cave. So you can rest up for your next adventure. Oh, please and thank you, Caverna. You've been an excellent host. Uh, except for all the deadly traps? Oh yeah, maybe next time you just ask people straight away what their intentions are. I mean, it's a cave of riddles, but if you say so... And the three of you are finally able to rest and recover your hurt and daily abilities. Now, I finally finished my character sheet with, with some help from you. And it says I get one free heart a day, but then it goes away if I don't use it. Yes, think of it like you can reroll one die if you don't like the result. Oh, oh, cool. Now, the next morning, you wake up feeling refreshed as Caverna opens a tiny, rocky crack in her cavern to let in some snowy white sunlight and a refreshing morning breeze. Oh, I feel so much better. Now we can take our time on the way to finding the sneezing winds. So we can save the missing people and also hopefully the world. As long as you get there first. Excuse me? Well, I took your advice when those smart little doggy adventurers in their cute little hats showed up. Oh, yay! Oh, bubblegum. Yes, they didn't have any of the clues, but I showed them exactly where the wind came from. <sighs> no riddles whatsoever. Their intentions, did you ask? Oh, yes, and they said that their intentions were whatever I needed them to be in order to tell them where the plenty gem of wind was. Huh. Such refreshing honesty. Okay, change your plans. We've got a race to catch up with these doggies. Before they get their paws with opposable thumbs, wrapped around an artifact of unimaginable power. So basically a Guilds and Goblins Wednesday. Let's go, everybody. And off you race. Now you're coming down from rather mountainous terrain. Is there anything you three can do to make yourselves go faster? I can use my pincers to pinch some trees, and I'll use my bubblegum craft to stick planks of wood together into a quick sled. 
Yeah, and I'll uh, fly up above everyone so I can tell them to turn left or right or whatever if they're going to hit like rocks or something. What a team! You can each roll learn and we'll take the best result. That's just a D6 for me. Yep. Oh, a one, but maybe someone else can do better. I'm on it. 14 plus 2. Mamma Jamma, hold that roll, because together you've already succeeded, and you see four dogs in the distance, pulling a great big sled full of supplies. They see you coming, and let loose a chilling howl. <coughs> the next roll you all make will be hard. Can I get close enough to try to uh, wrap up their sled with my gum lasso? It will be a hard roll. So two of the dice, but I take the lower. Yep. Uh, six and a one. Use your heart. You can re-roll that one. Ooh, okay. A six and a one. Your bubblegum lasso falls short. You feel discouraged and suffer one hurt. Ugh. I'm going to shout out to them. Wow, doggies. You're really fast. And look at you having thumbs. That must be pretty sweet. They stare back at you quizzically. I'll let you roll wonder. My four. While you're busy complimenting them, they pull a little farther ahead. I'll play a sleepy melody and try to tuck them out. Doggies, please go to sleep. Just pretend you're my babies. Except actually go to sleep. Please stop turning on your light. Oddly personal, roll wonder, Mamma Jamma. Oh, six plus one. Perhaps dog ears are too sensitive for swan honking because they run even faster to get away. They seem to be closing in on an unusually tall hill that you remember passing by when you were traveling through the deep snow. Then why didn't you mention it earlier? Because you passed by lots of hills. And to be fair, I did end up tunneling through the deep snow, Fred. Fine. But if we lose, I'm blaming you, Mr. Eric. You've managed once, but you've got three misses as a party. One more and they'll reach the snowy hill. How do you slow them down? I hate to do it to a doggy, but I am a shell shark in this world, so I guess it's okay. But I'm gonna throw my stinkiest potion at that hill, made of cyclops sweat. Hey, swan spit. Okay now. And last year's rutabagas. Roll dare to see if your stinky potion lands close enough to the hill. Yo, seven plus one. We lose? But we never lose. Well, we did get a lot of riddles wrong. You throw the potion with your powerful pincers, and it sails straight over the hill. As the sledding dogs reach it ahead of you, and seem to disappear into the soft, deep snow. What? No fair. Well, is the hill still there? Is the plenty gem still there? I use my mighty cyclops bubble-blowing lungs to whoosh away all the snow and you reveal a tall diamond statue in the shape of none other than Fred the dog. Wait, what? This was Ezra's question. She's 11 years old and asked, what if the characters found a giant Fred the dog statue that could talk and it was made of diamonds? Well, uh, hard to complain with a question that awesome. Indeed. 
Do, do we know who Fred the dog is canonically in this world? You do not. And in fact, it does look a little bit different, being made of diamonds and having opposable thumbs. Hey, awesome statue! That sounds kind of like me for reasons I don't understand. Yes, how can I help you? Well, we wanted to know what happened to those four dogs that, like, sledded right into you. They made me do a little sneeze. Like one of those ones. Where it's not a full sneeze, but you know it's still coming. So it was a good thing we lost. Or maybe we just have to save them too. Tell us, Plenty Gem of Air. Where are you sneezing these people to? Some place safer than this dangerous world. Hey, uh, I don't think you get to decide that for other people. When you're an all-powerful diamond doggy statue, you do. Oh, I really want to agree with you, but... Uh, uh, oh no, the next sneeze is coming. Can you at least sneeze us somewhere where we can save the others? I'll sneeze you to them. But they don't need saving. Malador, hug us all tight. Okay, and I'll wrap us up with our gum lasso so we don't get separated. Good luck on your next adventure. A wind of glittery diamond and snow whirls around you, blocking out everything you can see. And when it finally clears, you find yourself looking up at a tall building of stone and steel. And you see a little flying wagon zip overhead, piloted by a Doverman wearing a shiny pink vest. Tall buildings? Flying cars? Slowly, you turn your heads to see a projection in the clouds. It's the giant diamond Freddy head you saw before, but it doesn't seem to be addressing you in particular. Good morning, citizens of Dogopolis, the city of the future. And that's where we'll end our adventure. No way! It's the Trump of the Travel all over again. If this is what rolling badly in Guilds and Goblins means, then we should do it more often. Folks at home, I hope you enjoyed your three-part Guilds and Goblins adventure. And Ezra and Harrison, thank you for the questions that helped us with our last two stories. If you'd like access to the core Guilds and Goblins rules, a shout-out on the show, monthly bonus episodes, and so much more, please check us out at patreon.com slash whatifworld. I also want to tell you today about my friends who make the Culture Kids podcast. They focus on opening up the hearts and minds of children through culture, geography, and travel-related topics. I love what they're doing, and you will too. So check out Culture Kids. I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, my producer, Miss Lynn, Craig Martinson for our theme song, and all you kids at home who know that we should deal with our problems today rather than pushing them into the future. And until we meet again, keep wondering.